Our automotive technology students are restoring a 57 Chevy pickup, and when they're done, it could be yours. We're talking about it today on our podcast. My name is Roger Mirabito, and I welcome you to our podcast. It's called Chatting About College. It originates from Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, New York. We record this podcast in the studios of our Broadcast Media Communications degree program. It's located in the Whitney Applied Technology Center on our campus. Our guest today is Ryan Beckley, leader of our automotive technology program here at OCC. Ryan, welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'm unbelievable. It's great to have you here. You're a graduate of Baldwinsville High School and OCC. You worked somewhere else for 20 years, and now this is your first year back here on campus. How's it been for you so far? It's been a it's been a wild ride. Um, I I I would say that when I was on campus as a student here uh, back in the mid to late nineties, that I I never thought I would have been an employee here. It never never was even a glimpse in my in my mind. But it's wonderful wonderful to be back. It's a great community, and I love this place. You were at East Syracuse Minowa High School for twenty years. That's right. You taught automotive technology there, and you started a really cool program there restoring old cars and raffling them off. Tell us a little about that. So uh, when I first started at at uh, East Syracuse Manoa High School, right after I graduated uh, from SUNY Oswego, so I started at, at OCC and then transferred to Oswego to get my four-year degree, I started uh, in the automotive program and uh, came up with a crazy idea of, of building cars with, with students. And the first one was my own personal car, 67 Camaro. Uh, and then... Uh, Come to find out that students wanted to continue building these vehicles, so I reached out to a couple of friends of mine, and uh, and found some other vehicles to to build, uh, and then wanted to branch out a little bit, and then start building cars on our own, and started looking for ways to be able to make that happen. Uh, and I was I was kind of talk about building the airplane as you're flying it. This is this is what it was like. <laughs> Had a conversation with with administration about what my plan was to to build the car and then maybe sell it or auction it or raffle it. Um, and, and that was uh, uh, the Cobra kit car. It's a, a replica of the Shelby Cobra. We did that for a couple of years. And then we we, uh, we, we, we raffled that car. In the process to, to conduct a raffle in New York State, you have to have, it seems like, multiple law degrees to build a, make sure that you're, <laughs> you're following everything. So, you, you know, we don't, we don't want to end up in the news for something uh, bad. They, they say that uh, no publicity is bad publicity, but I, I'm not a, I'm not a believer in that. And I think there is bad, bad publicity. And I never want to be in the news for something, you know, uh, that, that went wrong with, with like something like that. Just it, it would be a, 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 you know, tarnish our reputation or whatever. So the first car that we built was successful. We raffled it. And then the funds from that raffle helped pro, uh, uh, fund uh, the future car, which was another Cobra. And and I wanted at the beginning I wanted to become known for building Cobras, like like our our local another local school CBA um, does their Corvette every year. Uh, I I wanted to become known because I, even though I have General Motors running through my my veins, probably there's always been a a, a, a soft spot in my heart for the Shelby Cobra. I just think it's a, a really cool car. Um, the the history and the lineage of it is just fascinating. Um, so that's what I wanted to do, and and we built uh, two of them to start, and then students started questioning if we could build something different, and that gained traction. and And I knew that they wanted to do something different, so uh, I, I decided to 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 cancel my initial plan of building a Shelby Cobra every year and then build something different. And 
my 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 personal um, connection to uh, restoring classic cars was working with first generation Camaro, so 67, 68 uh, mostly. And I had done six or seven of those in the past by this point, um, personally. And uh, so I, I, I showed students what, uh, 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 what, what we could do with it, and they were on board. So we did a, we did a Camaro, um, and then at the end, a 68 Camaro. And at the end of that, students wanted to do something different. So, um, you know, every, every time that students wanted to do something different that I haven't done, that's like, you know, I mean, you, you have the, the fundamentals down, but every car, every vehicle is different, right? And when you completely take it apart to re, uh, rebuild it, I mean, you, we're, we're taking the car apart so much that you would need a saw to take it down any further than what we are because everything is unbolted from the car. Every car is different. So there's quite a learning curve <clears throat> for the first one you have to do. I mentioned that we could do maybe the Pontiac Firebird, which was, uh, you know, the cousin of the Camaro. So it's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. So they, they were on board for that. We did a, a 69 Firebird. We did a Trans Am tribute car, which which uh, was was pretty good. Pretty popular car. I pretty much gave up for going doing the Shelby Cobra every year after this because then students were talking about, well, can we do a truck? Can we do the car? <laughs> so we, we kind of got away from the, the Shelby Cobra for a couple of years, uh, did a, a couple of trucks uh, of a uh, 56 Ford and a 55 Chevy truck. Uh, then, we, then we did another Cobra, did a hot rod, uh, which is a, a kit car. And then our, our last car, you know, we, uh, so I, I, I restored – Four cars without being a, a raffle. One was mine. Three were for other individuals. And then we did 15 raffle cars. And the, the last raffle car was uh, a 69 Mustang. That was that was probably the coolest car that we built. That was that was just an epic uh, vehicle. It was donated to the program from a local person in Cicero that read about, heard about what we were doing. And, and uh, had this car that he knew that he was never going to uh, do anything with. His name is Joey Tasson. In, in Cicero, called me up and said, hey, I think I have a car you might be interested in. So oh, I went out and looked at that's it. That's great. This, this car had been off the road since 1980 in California. So this this car looked like it was like in a time capsule. I mean, it had the original paint. Every every Everything was original on the car. Original overspray. There was... There was not one square inch of rust on the car anywhere. It was mm. it was beautiful. We raffled that uh, last Ju- uh, July. So we bring all this up because you have brought this program here. A couple of weeks ago, we had a big trailer back into our auto tech garage, and rolling off it was a 57 Chevy pickup, That's which right. is what uh, you and your students are going to be restoring. How exciting has that been it to have is. it here? So, so Billy, I, I, uh, m- a lot of people like owning the vehicles, and I, I've owned a, a, a whole bunch of, you know, maybe maybe a couple dozen classic and antique vehicles over the years. I just find it m- more uh, engaging or fun, or I, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I like building it more than what I do owning it. I actually find that it's, that it's, I'm a little particular about things. If you ask people, so if I went out and I drove uh, one of the cars, I I just felt like I had to come home and wash it and then, and then wax it and then put it away and, you know, protect <laughs> it. And, and I'd, I'd always park at the furthest parking space away from wherever I was. Like I, I just had to protect it. And I, it just seemed like it was an, it was a, uh, an endless task. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I prefer building it and then letting somebody else maintain it. So, so yeah, so that I, and I, I absolutely, I, um, am, am thrilled to be able to do that same, uh, uh same project here at OCC with students. We had a, a conversation, uh, with a couple of students that, that were interested in, in doing the raffle, uh, or the restoration. I settled on two different vehicles. It, it fell between the 69 Camaro. Which I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Chevy truck, and in these these trucks, picks up pickup trucks in general, uh, are are becoming more and more sought after or valuable, um, because the other the other cars are just so so expensive today to to buy. You know, back in the early '90s, I, my first car was a '68 Camaro. I bought it for twenty five hundred bucks. I could drive it. Wow. Well, if you if you go out, you buy a '68 Camaro today. For twenty five hundred dollars, you you better bring a dustpan because um, that, that's that's what you're going to be bringing a home with. It really that's 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 yeah. how it is. So so the the trucks are another connection to our past um, that that are they're cheaper to to allow people to uh, you know get get into the into the driver's seat of a, a classic or antique vehicle. And these Chevy trucks or, or Ford trucks that we've done, just the trucks from that time period, they're, they're just cool vehicles. Um, so there's a special place in my heart for these too. And if you compare the size of these trucks, you know, the 57 Chevy compared to like a, a you know, 2020 uh, F-150 or, or 1500 Chevy, um, it, they're, they're, the 57 is really small. And if you look at the, the trucks that we're driving, driving today are, they're huge compared to the the trucks from the fifties or sixties, so they've really increased in size. But yeah, so uh, we got this fifty seven uh, Chevy truck, the thirty one hundred. That's what it's called. Um, from uh, out in Depew, New York, from a gentleman that had had bought it um, uh, maybe a year or two ago, a couple of years ago, and was having another baby, um, and decided that this this was, just wasn't something that that he was going to be able to keep moving along with. So uh, we entered the picture, and and he said, you know, someday, he said, I'm I'm going to buy raffle tickets for it, and and uh, when you're done with it, and then maybe someday I can I can win it back, and it's all done. Uh, Love that. So, Love that. So that would be yeah. That that was that was good. So yeah, we have we have this uh, brand new uh, 28 foot enclosed trailer, so we can bring it to different events around Central New York and, and show off the work that students are doing. We get the uh, we got the truck in here, like you said, about a week or a week and a half ago or so. Students immediately went to work like that following Monday. Students were on it, and and I I was I, I can't say that I was impressed because I've seen that kind of uh, um, enthusiasm and behavior before from students at, at the high school level, where they they come in and they they just they just want to play right, and and they're learning along the way, and and they don't realize that this is the best form of education uh, when they're they're in there tinkering, and they have to problem solve around the spot, and there isn't somebody that's telling them exactly what to do every single step of the way. It's this very valuable uh, form of education. Within a week, they had, as you stopped down the other day, uh, the, and, and you were watching the students take the cab off the truck, so the bed is off, the front end is off. Right now, it's just a bare chassis with the engine transmission sitting on it. I'm so impressed with the new energy in your garage that's happened here. The moment that vehicle came in, the students have just been attracted to it and they've loved working on it. It's really cool to see. Their energy energizes me. 
Sure. Right. Yep. And, and, and so I feed off of that. Uh, and, and to see, to see students come in and they're like, well, how, how do I do this? I'm like, I, I don't know. I've never done this on this vehicle before. I, I'm, I'm with you. So let's, let's go figure it out. They'll come to me and, and say, okay, I think we're ready to take, we're, we're ready to do this. I said, okay, let's, let's go out and take a look at it. And by golly, I go out there and, and the cab's ready to come off. Everything was ready to go. Everything was disconnected from it. And it's just, it's just really cool to see minds engaged like that. And, and it is the, the, the college here administration, they're fully supportive uh, of me. And if I did not have the freedom to be creative uh, or, or do innovative things, I would be bored. And I get burned out, and then it just it just wouldn't work out for me. I, I know that's I know that's my personality. I know how I am. I need that challenge. I need that ability to be creative and do something that that is not standard. Let's talk about the restoration and raffle timeline. How long do you think the restoration will take, and and when might the raffle begin? Boy, I I will tell you that that uh, um, based on what I saw over the past week and a half. Uh, with the progress that has already been made, I need, I need parts. Like, mm. like I need parts right now, uh, because students are ready to go and start reassembly already. We're getting a new cab for it, uh, which is coming from California. And we have to order that. And as soon as that comes in, we can take off some of the old parts from the old cab. And the reason for that is that the cab has been really mangled, I guess is probably a good word over the years of, you know, a little patch here, big patch there. And the, in the, in the craftsmanship was, was, was not what how it should have been done uh um I, I just didn't feel comfortable about trying to make all the necessary repairs between the time and the money that would be spent doing that when they reproduce these parts uh so this truck is really going to be uh brand new when we're done with it but so the, the timeline is uh ultimately by this time next year uh 2022 that we go live to start selling raffle tickets for it uh and i i see absolutely no reason at all why uh, we won't be done with the vehicle by then. Um, there, there are parts of the, the vehicle that we will not be able to do on our own here. That's the bodywork and paint. Um, I'm sure that we will team up with one of, one of our local business partners and you know a body shop and get in there and have them do the uh, bodywork and paint on it. So working backwards, if we start selling raffle tickets in March, and I, I would like to, the vehicle to be done or nearly done, like 90%, 95% by the time we start doing that. And then uh, in New York State, we can conduct uh, a raffle uh, for 180 days. So once we once we start selling or sell a first ticket, we have 180 days to wrap it up. So if we start in March, uh, that means it has to be conclu- uh, uh, finished by uh, uh, September, um, or April would bring us into October. Uh, so, so that's a, that's about the timeline. We'll we'll go to uh, as many different events that we can over the summer and show off students' work and have students out there with it. And then the the funds from the the raffle will help fund the next one. And so it's a self funding project, right? So one year we'll we'll fund the next one, we'll fund the next one, we'll fund the next one. That's that's like a a, a cornerstone belief that I have that that these programs, you know, with a, with the trades can be self sustaining, self funding by by doing projects like this. Is it a lot of work? Uh, outside of this, the workday to make this happen, absolutely. But but I I believe that it is one hundred percent worth it. And if it wasn't, I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us at all what you're thinking about in terms of what color the truck might be or any sort of features in the newly refurbished truck? So the the color of the vehicle is I, I know it sounds crazy, but it that is I I believe the most critical decision that is made for the vehicle. Uh, because it's, you know, first impression, that, that kind of a thing, people see it. And, and I learned, uh, 
you know, I, at first I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that. Uh, but a couple of years ago, well, maybe eight or 10 years ago, back at the high school, I, I told the students, maybe I made a mistake, but I, I told the students <laughs> that they could paint the car any color that they wanted. Mm, dangerous. And, and, yeah. and well, I, I thought, you know, it's, it's their vehicle. They can, they can choose it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and they're going to, they're going to make a good decision. Um, but the, the color, you know, Barney, the, absolutely, you know, so yep. Barney purple, like the color Barney. Sure. That's, that's what that was, that was talked about. And then it started to gain some real traction. I thought that's where the vehicle I was going out thinking, oh my goodness, <laughs> what are we getting into? And I have nothing against any color, right? I mean, color in, 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 in the, the appropriate location is fine. Um, and, and maybe a Barney purple vehicle would be really cool to somebody. Um, but so I had to have a heart to heart conversation with students. I said, look. <laughs> I know that I could say I, I told you you could paint the car any color you want, and it's you know, but I'm going to make a liar on myself. <laughs> so <laughs> you cannot you cannot paint this car purple, uh, Barney purple. <laughs> and it's not that somebody wouldn't like it, but and then we had a conversation. I said everything that we do, we have to we have to run this like a business, right? So every decision that we make for that vehicle, we have to think about is that going to help or hinder raffle ticket sales. And if it's leaning towards hinder, we really need to uh, evaluate it to make sure that that's what we want to do. Um, so, so after we had that conversation with students, I, I think they they saw the light. Um, and I can't remember what vehicle it was that we were thinking about doing that, uh, but they ended up choosing a different vehicle. Um, and then what we do, uh, or a, a different color, is is I have uh, students present like three or four different colors that they think would would attract, and then we put it out to the public, and we have the public vote on it, right? So we're we're doing a little bit of market research, if you will, sure, um, to see which one comes back most popular, and that's how we have chosen the color in the past, and I'm sure we will do that same thing. But every time that that I go out and I I start looking for a vehicle, as soon as I see it, there's a vision in my mind of what of what this could look like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I try to steer the, <laughs> the the project in that direction. So when I first saw this one, um, it it was uh, uh, the like a dark uh, cherry red, like a metallic cherry, mm. um, with a, a a white pearl top, black interior, and as much chrome as I can put on it. Because that a, a dark metallic red with chrome in my mind really really go t- together well, and it fits the truck. Yeah, it's sharp. Uh, and yeah. I I actually did a, a little quick Google search to see what what these trucks would look like if I could fi- if I could find a picture of what I have in my mind, mm-hmm. and I did, and I showed students. They're like, oh wow, that is fantastic. So I'm not saying that that's going to be what the color is, but that will be one of them. And we'll choose, you know, three or four of them and, and put them out. But so that that decision is, is the most critical. But we're going to do some other cool things, right? Because in 1957, there weren't a whole lot of options on on trucks. It was, you know, maybe color was was one, or uh, maybe there are a couple of different engine choices. But it's not like, you know, it had had a list of a uh, hundred different options right, like what you right. have on vehicles yeah. today. So we're we're going to do some updates to the vehicle. We have a um, a, a gentleman, uh, Rick Farr. Uh, we met him at the Syracuse Nationals, I don't know, eight, eight or so years ago, six, eight, ten years ago. Um, he he uh, um, represents old uh, uh, air products, and he has he's he are, he has already said that he will donate air conditioning for the truck. Wow! So and these trucks didn't come from the factory with air conditioning; it just wasn't a wasn't a thing. Right, right. Um, 
So we're going to put air conditioning in the truck. We're going to put power windows and power locks, Bluetooth radio, digital dash. Um, so when you when you when you look at the truck from you know ten foot away, it's going to look like outside the color because the, the color is not going to be an original color most likely. Uh, it, it's going to look like it could be it could have been driven you know in nineteen. Then when you get up close, you're going to say, oh wow, it's got buttons for power windows. Oh, it's got power locks or maybe a power seat or tilt steering wheel. You know, so so we're going to do some updates like that. Uh, on the vehicle, uh, just to make the, the make it more uh, you know drive drivable and and e- easy and, and nice to drive. It's sitting on an S10 chassis, so it doesn't have the original uh, straight axle in the front, which which rode a little bit rough. Um, it has an updated chassis on it from the uh, Chevy S10, you know, from the like the mid '80s to the into the '90s. That you know, the smaller that chassis actually fits under this truck really well. So if you think about the size of a full size truck back in the '50s, is the newer version of like the the smaller you know um, mid sized truck mm, uh, okay. of today. So we're going to do some updates like that. It's got a, a 350 cubic inch engine, I believe. We haven't run the numbers on it yet, but that's what I was told. <laughs> Uh, with a three-speed automatic transmission, so it's a it's a perfect uh, uh, cruiser truck. It's going to be beautiful. We'd love to have you back from time to time just to update us on progress and sure. how it's going and everything. Sure, absolutely. Well, Ryan Beckley, head of uh, OCC's Automotive Technology Department, thanks for your time and good luck with this project. We can't wait to see how it comes out. Yeah, me too. And uh, thank thank you for having me. And we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Chatting About College. We'd like to thank our Broadcast Media Communications degree program for use of their beautiful facilities here on campus. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Roger Mirabito, reminding you you can download and subscribe to Chatting About College at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you download podcasts from.